Hello everybody, this is episode 27 of Griff's Brain Dump and it is me, Griff. Obviously, it's me. Um, <laughs> how many ways can I say obviously? How's everyone doing? Um, it's Sunday, it's in the morning, I'm doing this in the morning so I'm fresher. My thoughts should be much more clearer, um, staring out. Into my mum's garden, I'm at my mum's house. She won't be featuring on this podcast. I know some of you are disappointed. I know she's the main event. She is the main event, my mum. She's hilarious, but she will not be on this podcast. She has gone to church. Yeah, to give praise to Jesus. Um, that's what she's gone to do. So fair play to her. That's, that's what she does. That's her fun. That's my mum socialising. I've been to her church a few times. It's just a rave. It's just a rave, I'm telling you. It's all singing and dancing, electric guitars and keyboards and drums and sing, sang and dance and dance and wind up themselves. No, they don't, they don't wind up themselves, do they? <laughs> they don't, but that is her fun time. So I'm happy that she gets out of the house and does some stuff. They just sit indoors all day, being boring. Um, yeah, so some of my mum's there, so there you go. So if you want to continue listening to it, knowing that my mum will not be joining randomly, then please do. We've got some things to talk about, people, haven't we? We do. I'll talk about my week first, like I always do. If I can remember what I did this week. And what did I do this week? Well, one thing that happened this week, actually. I had a letter posted to my mum's house. A package. It was too big to be delivered, right? So they left a little note to say, you need to go to the post office to collect it, you know, the depot, whatever. Uh, my mum goes up there and they say they can't hand it to her because she's not me. Okay, fine. Uh, but he's going to deliver it to the address that she lives at. So why can she not collect it on behalf of someone else who lives that address? They're like, no, no, no. However, if you have... His photo ID, and then you can we can release the package to you. That's what they say to my mum. Now, the forms of photo ID they want is driving license or passport. Now that's all very well and good, but what use is photo ID if I'm not there with my face for the ID to be compared to? What's the point? It's just right. That makes no sense. They're asking my mum for photo ID of someone else who's not there, but has proof of the address. But they wouldn't accept, say, like a bill or another letter that has my name and address on. Nor would they accept a photo of my ID or photo of me holding the ID and a letter saying, hey, release this package to my mum. <laughs> it's like, nope, they wouldn't accept that. Wouldn't accept it. So, their compromise was this. It wasn't that I had to go and collect it at some point and they would hold it for longer. No. No, here was their suggestion. That they would re-deliver it at another time. Saturday morning they re-delivered it. Was I there to collect a package? No. Who was there to collect a package? The same woman they wouldn't release the package to. My mum. And does she require photo ID? No. Doesn't require any photo ID. Doesn't even require proof that I even live there. The fact that she's in the house to collect it 
makes a difference for some reason. So this is one of the dumbest policies. Like, have I have I missed something? Like, please tell me. Please comment on this podcast if I have missed something and I've just been stupid. Because it just pissed me off. I mean, my mum had a real nice bonding session of just two minutes of us ranting at each other. Just just egging each other on, the back of each other up. It is a stupid policy, isn't it? It is stupid. Stupid policy. Hmm. The waste of time. It's like, it's stupid, isn't it, mum? It's dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. And, you know, that's that's how we bonded. <laughs> and, um, but the package is here. And after all that long wait, do you know what it is? It is the official One Hotspur membership for 2017-2018. The package is indeed too big to be posted. But there is fuck all in there. You got a scarf. Uh, a key ring, a badge. I don't know which loser is wearing the bloody Tottenham badge. It's like a badge, to, like a pin to put onto your lapel. Like, unless you work for Tottenham Hotspur or you're at some kind of you know charity thing for one of their legends. Why the hell are you wearing the badge of your football team? What kind of fucking loser are you? I'm at work, but I've got to tell you now, I support Tottenham Hotspur. Look at my look at my lapel. I've got Tottenham Hotspur on my lapel. So, <laughs> you loser, absolute loser. So no, but um, that's what's in there. That little program of what happened last year, little review, and then some pictures from the last day. Um, they really didn't need to put it in such a big box, but it is here and I have it now. So, yeah, that's oh, anti climax that story. <laughs> but what else? What else been going on in the week? Um, I really done much interesting in the week. I was thinking how how much of my life am I going to divulge on this podcast? You know, like, do I mention about my actual personal life on here? Do I? Do I? Do, I, do, I, do you care? Do you want to know? Yeah, actually, fuck it. I was like, whatever. I'm an honest guy. I haven't thought of a joke about it yet. But I was seeing someone for a bit. Now I'm not seeing them anymore. Um. But here's the thing, we split up, we ended because, you know, she just wasn't feeling it anymore. She felt like something had changed. And my response to that was to stalk her and key her car. Ah, yeah, burn her clothes. No, no, that's what crazy people do. No, I, (laughs) I did not do any of that. No, um, I, it was totally fair. Because here's the thing about when people break up everyone tries to find a reason usually there's an instant someone cheated on someone or there's been some big like you didn't like the way someone spoke to someone or it reminded them of some kind of past trauma from a previous relationship it's nothing like that we just had a straight adult conversation and they said hey i'm not feeling it anymore did you sense that i you know my behavior may have changed and i was like yeah i kind of did actually um was going to talk to you about it, but I wasn't sure if it's just a one-off thing. And we had a little chat. We were fine. We had a phone call about it. No voices were raised. It was all reasonable. But it just left me in this kind of position of, why can't more conversations just be like that? Like, like I'm, I'm so I'm so wired to have arguments and rows about things, where it's just like, I just said to her, hey, it's cool. Like, if that's if your feelings have changed, you don't need to explain why. You don't need to work out why. 
So if your feelings have changed, they've changed. That's it. So now Griff single again. Single, single, real single. Um, which will be fun, right? But um, I'm not sure if I actually want to be single, you know. Because it's long. It's proper long being single. Because right? you do realise that when you start dating again. Because I haven't started dating yet. When you start dating again. Just realize this isn't even a gender thing. Just remember, you just realize how rubbish people are. Like how rare it is to actually find someone you're actually compatible with, and you can spend time with. You know that you can actually sit opposite them with no other distractions or no TV, and you can actually sit opposite them and just have a chat, and actually get each other. Or even if you disagree, it's stimulating the disagreement. You're not disagreeing on some dumb shit. Because I've disagreed on some real dumb shit. I've had arguments with ex-girlfriends about hypothetical situations. Like, do you know how dumb that is? To be out at dinner with someone, having a good time. And then you actually fully fall out. To the point where one of them's actually upset. One of you's upset. And the other one's just pissed off to the other's upset. About a hypothetical situation. You know how dumb that is? So, yeah, you know, I was, well, well I was part of the dumbness. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to make out the other person's dumb. The same. It's hard to actually find someone to just chill out with. So then it depends what you're dating for. If you're dating just to get laid, then sit opposite someone for a couple of hours, hearing them chat about their life. You couldn't give a shit about. You don't care. You're like, I only spoke to you. Because the tilly's the big and the ass is fat. <laughs> That's everything you spoke to them. Or the girls, the woman's there thinking the same thing, looking at the guys like, geez, like the more this guy talks, the worse he's starting to look. But you do the whole pretense thing. Because none of you want to be seen as easy. Easy. No, I know you want to be seen as easy. So, you know, you do the whole pretense thing. Or then it's the other end of the spectrum when you're actually dating for a relationship and you're trying to force a bond between you and someone else. Again, you have to just sit there. It's like treading water. Just trudging. Trudging. And through going through the motions, what's your name? Where are you from? Where are your family from? Have you always lived in London? How many siblings you got? What job do you do? Did you go to uni? You got any kids? You want any kids? It's just it's the same. What TV shows you watching? What music you like? What's the last thing you saw? Oh yeah, oh that's interesting. It's just ah, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Don't to do it. It's long. But I'm going to have to build up my dating stamina to have the same conversation a million times. Because that's how many women I date. A million women at a time. Multitask like that. <laughs> well, mate, we're not easy at school. Eh? You didn't care about things like compatibility and shit. You're just happy a girl spoke to you. You'd ask your friend to ask their friend to ask them, would they, if they, if I asked, would they say yes, if I asked them to be my girlfriend? You, so you, hey, 
Go go ask her to to ask her that. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You go ask her. You watch your friend go over, and he talks to the wrong girl, and you have to watch. He's like you're there trying to go over. No, no, the other girl, the other one, that one just pointing over. No, he's there looking at you. He's mid conversation with the wrong girl, and he just you see him kind of shrug his shoulders, and just carries a talk to the girl. Now the girl's been brought over to you. You're just like, ah, it's the wrong one. God damn it. It's the wrong one. I want to talk to this one. But then you think, ah, yeah, fuck it. She came over. That's my type. My type is the girls who I'm their type. <laughs> and he's like, ah, oh, well, fine. Just, just give this a go then. And that's how relationships were when you was at school. It's that easy. You didn't care about other... You didn't care about world views. Philosophy, feelings. Political outlook. Yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit. You're a girl, I'm a boy, we've got hormones. Let's just do it. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you just go outside because they went to your school. That's the fittest girl in your school. That was your pool. In life, so that's for you. your pool in life. You had, so you, yeah. Imagine there's what, five hundred kids in your school. This is just rough. Uh, it'd be more than that. All right, let's say there's a thousand kids in your school. Two hundred in each year. Okay, two hundred each year. Half them all girls. You're only going for the girls in your year. So there's a hundred girls to pick from. All right, white out sixty of them because they're not. You don't find them attractive. You've got forty of the girls. Who are okay-ish. You've got your top 10 girls. You go up any of them. But they only want the top 10 boys. From two years above. So you just take them out. And then you've got the next set of girls. you got about. you got about 30 girls to pick from. Who are actually attractive. But then 20 of those girls. Aren't popular girls. And you're 14. So you're a bit of a prick. So you're not going to go out of any of them. So you've now got 10 girls to pick from. Then out of those 10 girls, eight of them don't fancy you. So you've got two girls to pick from. (laughs) Oh, dear. And then you haven't got the balls to ask any of them out. So you go on none of them. And that is how you dated at school. (laughs) But now you've got the fucking internet. You go out on a night out, club to club to club. You cross paths with about 200 women. Then, when you're hungover, just get on Tinder and plenty of fish and bumble and happen and inner circle. And what's some other ones you got? Um, I, I'm not on all of these, by the way. You got all these different things. You even got even social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, slide into DMs. You got millions of women to pick from. Eh? And are you any happier with your choice? No, no, you're not. Because you just realise most people in this world are shit. Just a bit shit. That's it. See, I went on about that way too much. Maybe I should have spoke about it because it was obviously on my mind. It was on my mind. But, hey, what else has happened this week? Like in the news or in my life? Have I got more to talk about in my life? Oh, actually, yeah. I realise how uh, rubbish my memory. Age, I'm ageing. Everyone's ageing. Not Asian, aging. Nothing wrong with being Asian. I'm just not Asian. Just aging. <laughs> but 
this is what happened the other day. I had a gig on Thursday, right? Um, downstairs at the King's Head, in Crouch End. I bought some <clears throat> bought some chips to eat um, at my house before I drove there. Came back home later that night. Um, you know, I was tired, did my gig, then I had a conference call after the charity I work with. And I thought, oh, I don't know what, I've still got the rest of those chips that I didn't finish to eat. And when I got in, the chips weren't there. They were in the bin. Someone had chucked my dinner in the bin. Do you remember, you remember that scene where Ross has his sandwich eaten in Fred's? And he's, <laughs> he's there, losing his shit. That's what I felt like doing. I was ready to kick off. I was ready to put a little message in the house WhatsApp to say, hey, who the fuck's chucked my dinner out? Hey, what? why would you do shit like that? Are you dumb? I was ready to cuss everyone in the house. And then, after pacing up and down for a few minutes, two things dawned on me. One, I wasn't actually hungry. So... <laughs> I'll be starting World War Three for nothing. Number two, it then dawned on me that I may have been the one who chucked the chips out. But I couldn't remember. And because I had that shred of doubt, I was like, I definitely cannot send a message to anyone. I cannot be declaring war on housemates when I can't even be sure whether I did it myself. Do you know how mad I'd look when they all come back and say, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then I get that light bulb memory of, do you know what? I remember thinking to myself, I'm full. I won't want to eat these chips when I come back. Let me put them in the bin. And then I could actually start remembering having this conversation to myself because it sounded so plausible. It sounds like a thing I would say, but it also sounds like a thing I'd say to say, let me leave these chips for later. I'll eat them when I get in. So now I don't even know what I did. I don't, I, my mind is just like, it's not reliable. I can't, I can't, I can't be starting beef with people. When it just seems like I've got kind of early signs of dementia going on. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's crazy. This world is crazy. Crazy things been happening in this world, man. You see the jogger on Putney Bridge? Just dash the woman in front of the bus. Now, I've watched that video a few times, yeah? Because, um, again, what I did is I, I was reacting on other people's reactions. So a lot of people on Facebook said, let's find this man. Let's find this man. A man pushed a woman in front of a bus. Oh, I never. You <laughs> people are really angry about it. And rightly so, you can't be pushing people in front of fucking buses. But as much as we all want to do it, come on, we've all had that feeling. I'm not talking about jogging because jogging's lame. But what I'm saying, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's just shove someone out the just shove them in the road. Yeah, yeah, get the fuck out of the way. You know, when I've been in the car, I've wanted to mount the pavement, just hit, just running over everyone. You know, just like, yeah, you guys are annoying me. And the flip side is when I've been on the pavement, I've wanted to just shove someone in front of a car. Get out! Double fist, punch to the chest. Dorking! In front of a bus. I've never done these things. 
that's what makes me sane. <laughs> I think crazy, but I act normal. That's that's how you that's how you navigate society, people. It's, that's actually one of my techniques of calming myself down in a situation where I'm angry. I fully envision doing the most extreme thing to someone. And the more extreme I take it in my head is the faster I'll start laughing at how angry I've got. Like uh, like yesterday, I was trying to find the name of an athlete at the World Championships. Couldn't find the name. Um, and I was getting so angry that I couldn't find the person's name or anything on the event. Um, and all I wanted to do was just smash my phone to pieces. So I actually envisioned picking up my mum's vase and just ramming it into my phone screen just continuously. Just like, bam, 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 bam. And I just the image of the glass screen just shattering everywhere. My mum, my sister, my niece screaming, going, Darren, calm down, what are you doing? Calm down. And just that image of that mayhem just started making me laugh. <laughs> And then I just immediately calmed down. Immediately calmed down. Is this what I have to do? So when I'm at work, you know, someone's asked me to do something. I just imagine just grabbing my tie, taking it off, wrapping it around their neck, opening the photocopier, putting their head in it, and just slamming the photocopier down on their head while pressing copy. Just boom, 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 bam, 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 bam. Just copies. Just images of their face just smash the gates to glass. And just everyone in the office going, Darren, no, stop it. Someone call the police. And again, I immediately calm down. And then I just go back to the email and say, yes, I'll get you that report by three o'clock. <laughs> That's what goes on in my head. But I don't do these things. They just go through my head, pass in and out. But this is where me and the jogger are different. You see, I may have felt like pushing this woman out my way because you can't hear the audio. He may have been screaming, get out of the way. Excuse me, move out of the way. And she's just there just being like, well, I don't need to move. I mean, it's, it's my, it's not his bridge. You know, it's as much my bridge as his bridge. What? Why doesn't he move? And, then, oh, no! and just shoved in front of the bus. Bus driver hero reflexes. It's, what? Swerve. Scrooge swerved out the way there, but that guy's nuts. You can't do that, man. Our society isn't built on dashing people in front of buses. Just keep that shit in your head or discuss it on your own podcast. All right, but until until I ever, if I ever do that, then boy, this is this is some pretty damning evidence. But <laughs> so I better never push anyone in front of a bus. But um, nah, the guy can't do that. And what I found weird about it is it happened two months ago. And it's only now they've released a video looking for the dude. Now, unless there was something really significant about that jogger. Like, obviously, other than him pushing a woman in front of a bus. I'm talking about later on. You may not have seen that yourself. So people try and make you identify a white male with brown hair between 30 and 40 jogging in Putney. Do you know how many people are jogging in Putney? In London? Everyone's jogging. Like, why am I... I'm not noticing them. I don't even notice people I know 
when I'm walking around in the street. How am I going to notice a bloody generic stranger? That is literally Mr. Average in London. And you want me to remember him from two months ago. They don't want to find this guy. They don't end up trying to drag some other dude across the coals, some millionaire investment banker dude who had irrefutable proof he was in America at the time. But they dragged his face all across the internet. This is the guy. And then they went, oh, actually, no, no, he's not, he, he's not the guy. Like, can we stop doing that? Can we stop reporting people's faces and names when they've been accused? Like, why can't we just wait for the trial or the investigation to be done? You know, and then release a person's name. I just don't get it. Like, if you arrest me for a crime and then my face is on the newspaper, it's done. The way people's memories work, that is me now. I'm attached to that crime. Yeah, so what I may have done to crime, that doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, it's crazy, man. Other crazy crimes this week. Um, I'm talking about that rage. It's going to Charlottesville. And I'm not going to talk about this too much because I generally don't know too much about what's going on. All I know is you've got your, you've got your Confederate statue of someone, General Lee. Um, they wanted to they want to take it down, the, the statue. I think it was agreed six months ago to take it down. They finally want to get around to doing it. Some... Uh, right-wing, white nationalists, white supremacists, alt-right, KKK members, and I guess just your, maybe your, some of your average Joes, really, may not even have a real strong kind of racial, uh, racist view. They might be, you know, I'm from the South, and that's a part of our history. Confederacy. Now... I know y'all was saying that we racist down here, but we ain't all racist. Hey, my granddaddy's best friend was a nigga. He ain't racist, though. Good old Sambo. <laughs> Not racist. I got black friends. Hmm? Cletus. What's name that? What's name that black the colored boy who, uh, who used to come around time? What's, what's his name? What was his name? You can't remember his name? What ever happened to that boy? What? Lynching? What? Oh, okay. So, no. Well, you know, that that was a misunderstanding. But, you know, we ain't all racist now here. Yeah, there's been a few lynchings and, you know, a few them gone missing. You know, I don't know how this shit happens. You Sometimes sometime they just get attached to the back of my truck. I, I know how this happened. But... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know not every white person from the South is racist because, again, there'll be white people from the South would have been at the counter protest as well. But it, it's getting a bit mad out there. So it's this kind of statue getting removed. You've got this Unite the Right march going on, and then you have your counter protest that goes on. Um, And it's just kicking off. What I find weird, I remember when it's younger, KKK, they were like, uh, I used to be scared of them as a kid. They're like these kind of mythical creatures, these big white guys, you know, forgetting that they actually had cones in their hoods. So it makes them look bigger. That's the whole point of them. But as a kid, I just thought there was this big, scary group that could just kidnap me and kill me because I'm black. That's why I grew up with this fear. Not even realising that they're in America. They just seem mythical to me. Um, and do you know what my first exposure was to the KKK? 
I think it's a lot of people. If you're born, right, I'm born in 88, yeah? So I'm going to be 30 next year. Um, if you're around my age, your first exposure to KK may be the same as mine. Are you ready for this, people? Are you ready? Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Watershed moment. Jerry Springer, man. He was my first introduction to KKK. I used to have just KKK members on there. And it used to be this big thing because he used to cover their faces. And they're like, it would be like, it's a woman like, Laquisha would just come back. I don't give a fuck about your racist ass. I don't give a shit. And she just grab the guy's hood, pull it off. And the guy would be like screaming because his face has been seen now. You remember when KKK used to be a secret society? Now they're just fully out here. Out here. On these marches, face out, screaming white power. Like, they've got jobs the next day, you know. Hey, Scooter, was that you I saw on TV? Saying about white power and burning some shit, confederate the flag and that. Yep, I saw you. I thought I saw you. Yeah, anyway, I talk more about that lunch. <laughs> Catch you later. Have a good day. <laughs> it's like, what? How, how you can be so brazen about this? Where's the shame? There is no shame. None. But, um, no, it obviously reached to a real point yesterday when you had the car drive into the crowd. Now, I know I said I wanted to drive into people earlier. But, again, that's not premeditated. That's just momentary, just, you know, left swerve onto the pavement. This... Drove straight into people. And anyway, even if I did do that, if I got arrested and they branded me as a terrorist, I would probably go, yeah, yeah that, you know what? Yeah, you're probably right there. That was that was pretty terrifying what I just did. I, I just drove, I just mowed people down. I, I did that. Whereas this guy, and it's senators from both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, I, do I say, that's not even shocking. Like most people, if they're senators, then they're going to have some kind of reasonableness doesn't matter what political leading you have usually if you are an mp oh it's a member of parliament that's a different country if you're um if you're a politician of some sort from a major party you're not really going to say anything too mental so a lot of them actually have condemned it they've even called it uh terrorism domestic terrorism so there's no place for white supremacy you need to uh stop that you need to stop it so it's the the rhetoric's been you know, to the script, well done, guys. You got this one right. Except for the Trumpster, who says he's condemned the actions of uh, both sides. Uh, well, both, both sides. You, you're condemning the actions of the people who got hit by the car? I mean, it's kind of, yeah, I mean, I get it, Donald. It's an aggressive act. It is. It's like, you, you broke the man's windscreen with your head. Yeah, now he's got... A, has he got windscreen protection? You haven't asked him about his feelings. Just bouncing your head off his bonnet like that. You're selfish. <laughs> oh, dear, man. I hope it. I hope there's no more deaths. Because someone did actually die. I'm not sure if it's from the mowing down, but someone did die. So I guess I should joke less about that. Um, but it's mad. Hopefully it all gets resolved i don't know how you resolve something like that because all right it's very easy for me to say right get rid of that confederacy stuff 
Um, but for some people, that is their history. It was a civil war. Civil war is two sides, um, and you're both a part of that same country, right? So one side's history is also the other side's history too. So it's um, you can't you can't force someone to feel bad about their history. <laughs> Britain doesn't give a shit about their history. It's like empire. What? What? Emp- what? Yeah, no, empire is fantastic. What about slavery? Slavery? What? Hmm. Slavery? Hmm. What? That was a, kind of the central part of the empire there. Um, um, <laughs> so, uh, well, I mean, kind of. No? Yeah, no? But then, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me just pause this because my brother's calling me. 